It's time for your NBA fix. This is the Big Show Daily Assist. Featuring all the latest news and insight on the association. Now joining the Big Show. Senior NBA writer for Sports Illustrated, Howard Beck. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Howard, I've got to admit I'm a little jealous because Gordon just called you well-reasoned and he's never said anything that nice to me. Wow. Well, um, thank you, Gordon. Uh, I'm sorry, Jake. And I think, you know, look, that's the price of, of being um, like co-hosts, right? Like I've got to take that kind of stuff from Mannix on a regular basis. And that's what you guys have to deal with with each other. Right. So like, that's just, that's what happens when you co-host a show. Like you're never going to get the respect you deserve from your co-host. It's just it's the price we pay. Ain't that the truth. I'll tell you what. Well, <laughs> Howard, thanks for we, jumping on. Maybe we should trade. I'll send you Mannix for Gordon. A deal. Uh, let's make it at least just at least just for like a week or two, Howard. You know, just just to change it up a little bit. I'm in. All right. Howard, J- Jake will take that every time. I think. <laughs> uh, Howard, let's let's start out. Uh, I I'm I'm sure you've heard by now because it's kind of gone nuts in the in the Twitter sphere. If you didn't watch it live, but TNT talked a lot about Donovan Mitchell last night, and specifically Shaq talking about he doesn't think that Donovan. Uh, is good enough to take the Jazz to the next level. Donovan, of course, responded in that interview with just kind of a "ite," and then uh, it's it went viral since. Give us your kind of take on that exchange between those two, and uh, what you think of Shaq's opinion. So I watched it live, and I had a feeling you guys would bring this up tonight. And I was thinking about this earlier and anticipating that you would bring it up. And I'm going to answer your question with a question um, to start, which is, has Shaq talked about this before? Because I feel like I was missing some context. Like, he didn't say to Donovan last night, hey, you, you, you can't carry the Jazz to championship level because of X, Y, Z. He just kind of said, this is something that I've said, and I want to know what your response is. And that's when he did the, you know, okay. Um, but I, I felt like I was missing something. So you guys tell me, since you obviously don't miss anything regarding the Jazz and anything anybody says about them, is, was there something that Shaq had said earlier on the show last night, uh, previous weeks, previous months? Like, wh- what am I missing here? Well, at halftime, they had talked about it, and I was working on a radio broadcast, so I didn't. Uh, I got the replay of it, but uh, basically, they said he's kind of at a volume shooter, scorer kind of, and doesn't do enough of the other stuff. They mentioned that he's only had one ten rebound game and one ten assist game, and they implied basically that his his skill set was somewhat limited. Gordon, am I representing that all right? Yeah, I think the word they use is one-dimensional. And Kenny had brought it up, Howard, uh, as he was talking about what what the greats have to be able to do. And he said there were like six categories, and they needed to have uh, more than two of them in order to fit the category that they – I mean, the classification that they were talking about. So, I mean, it's, it's, in some respects – the way they approached it, Howard, I thought was accurate because Donovan does need to get better if he wants to lead the Jazz, and and I get all that. But it just seemed like a weird way for Shaq. He was he, was he posing a question by making a declarative statement? Was he trying to antagonize Donovan? Was he trying to motivate him with some sort of Shaq Fu mysterious kind of <laughs> technique? Uh, it, it was yeah. just I, I couldn't tell. Could you? No, no. Um, I and I had missed halftime, so I, I I knew there had to be some other piece there because it seemed it seemed very um, 
kind of out of left field to me, and it was just lacking context or detail. And so I'm like, well, if you're going to criticize him and tell him that, which I think is fun, listen, that, that, that's the, the upfront thing to do. If you're going to say it on the broadcast, you might as well say that you've said it to him and see what he said and, and, and see what his response is. But um, it would have been better. I'm going to critique Shaq's interviewing techniques now, I guess. <laughs> um, I think I'm qualified to do that. Uh, I, 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 you know, if you're going to say that to Donovan Mitchell on live TV, then at least lay out what the case is for him not being good enough. Say, listen, mm. we were talking about this on the broadcast tonight, and we don't think that you are the one to lead the Chaz to the championship because we think you're missing X, Y, Z. At least that would have given Donovan a, a, a chance to answer constructively and, and, and to their point. So, you know, I, I, thought, I thought that was, you know, instead you had that, that awkward moment, right, which, which I don't think put anybody in, in a good light in particular. Um, but I think Donovan handled it well ultimately by just saying, listen, I've always gotten better. I'm going to keep getting better. And I think that's accurate. Like, you look at, at his, his numbers, especially this year. I mean, he's shooting 40% per, from three for the first time in his career, and his three-point percentage has gone up every year, and that had been somewhat of a concern at times. Um, you know, his assist rate has steadily climbed. His scoring has climbed. His efficiency is better. So, you know, uh, what, 24 years old? I, I, I don't think he's by far a finished product. And most of the greats in this league, you know, they will continually work on their game, bring something new to the table every season. And they, they don't all do that, right? Like some guys will plateau early. Donovan Mitchell has never struck me as the kind of guy who gets complacent or is, is, is content to just kind of be on cruise control and like, okay, I'm just going to put up some, some numbers. He's never struck me as that kind of player. So I, I think that that is, would be uh, an inaccurate read of him by, by Shaquille. I think your take there, Howard, Howard, is really on target because that's what I thought. I thought it was just premature, you know. I mean, how long how long did it take Shaq to get to a, to win a title? I think it was like eight seasons, wasn't it? And, and Charles never has won one, and so I thought, kid's twenty four years old, he's still getting better. Uh, it, it, it you don't need to make a declarative statement like that unless you're trying to prove something, which may have been his motivation. And we're talking about him today, so I don't know if that was he was trying to spark interest. I, I, I just don't know what he was doing or or what. But I do understand that uh, players, if you're going to talk about a guy who is is talented enough to take a team to 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 the mountaintop then you're talking about a handful of guys and it's pretty, it's a pretty steep standard to be measured by. Yeah. And, and listen, um, you know, how many guys in the league would we identify right now and say that guy, and nobody does it single-handedly. That's always an oversimplification, but how many guys would we point to and say that guy could almost single-handedly uh, win a title or put his team in contention because their, like their talent is, is so immense that, um, that just having them means you're in the running. And it's LeBron, it's Kevin Durant, it's Kawhi Leonard, maybe a couple others. It's not that many. You know, the next tier or or, or a couple of tiers of guys is, is pretty big. And, and Donovan is somewhere in one of those tiers. But that's not an insult. That's not a slight. And it's not to say that he can't get to the top tier. But that top tier is guys who have, you know, mo- most of the guys who have already won it, and that's how we know they can do it. <laughs> um, but it's, uh, you know, they're also all older than that. So, yeah, that, that's, that's, that's a ridiculous standard to hold anybody to. And especially, again, when you're talking about a young star who's 24 years old, 
as Donovan Mitchell is, and who has done nothing but work his butt off and get better every season, I'm going to say that it's way too soon to say that he can't lead a team to the title. And, you know, that said, you know, are the Jazz is currently constructed a contender. I'm not sold. Um, again, that's not a slight. It, it has more to do with the, the, the teams that are, you know, that they're having to go through and the talent level on those teams. But, you know, you could say that about a lot of teams in the league. And there are a lot of teams that are still maybe a player away or a couple of tweaks away. And so, you know, if the Jazz don't win it all this season, um, let's just agree that it doesn't make Shaquille right. <laughs> He's still wrong for, for, uh, for taking that, that line, I think. He is Howard Beck from Sports Illustrated with us on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Howard, uh, Joe Ingles was on our station this morning, and he was laughing about this a little bit. And I, I got to admit, I thought about it. The timing of TNT having this conversation is really interesting because Donovan Mitchell had one heck of a game last night, and the Jazz are on fire. They're playing great basketball. They're making threes at a historic rate. And uh, they're the only team right now, Howard, taking over 43s per game and making 40% of them. Um, you talked about it a little bit there, but how do you think – comment on how the Jazz are playing right now because they've got the longest winning streak in the league. Yeah, no, they're – obviously they're looking great. And um, I, I feel like like this is – it's you know, it's funny. Like in a normal year – um, you know, the first couple of uh, you know weeks or months, you guys, you were all talking. We're sometimes talking about they're struggling, and then it's like I think it's usually right right around now when they take off, right? Except that normally this is this this is coming up on midseason as opposed to you know week five. <laughs> um, but I feel like this is like their usual, and, and maybe I'm wrong on the timing, but I feel like it's the the, the, the big it's January where they kind of get on a roll every year. Um, no, I I think this is this is real. It's sustainable. Um, it's been an impressive run. You know, I mean, it, it's, it starts with a road victory at, at Milwaukee. And, you know, like the, the Bucks, as we know, that's one of the teams that is still, you know, uh, you know in the running for, for the championship this season, as they have been the last couple of years. Um, you know, beating the Nuggets along the way, even though the Nuggets haven't been, you know, as, as good as they were last season. There's some signature wins in there, and that's always what I look for. It's not just as a team on a roll, but, like, you know, how are they playing and who are they beating? What's the quality of the opponent? Um, again, Pelicans not having a great season so far, but that's a team with plenty of talent, and beating them back-to-back means something. So um, I, I, I like where the Jazz are right now. Howard, you said you're not completely sold on them, and I, I can understand that. My question, let me expand that a little bit. How difficult is it for a team that doesn't have LeBron on it or doesn't have Kawhi on it or doesn't have Kevin Durant on it to to really challenge for a title? I mean, let's say that Mike Conley plays great, and he is playing great right now. And let's say Bogdanovich is healthy and hitting his shots. And let's say that Rudy Gobert is dominant on the defensive end and really helping the, the team out. And and Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert are teaming up and doing all these wonderful things. Even though they don't have a LeBron on the squad or any team doesn't have LeBron, can they win a title or can they contend for a title doing it the way the Detroit Pistons did back in 04? Right. And, you know, it, it's it, like that last part, Gordon, it, like it says so much. We have to reach back 15 years, uh, excuse me, 17 years. My math sucks. 17 <laughs> years 
Also, I'm getting old, and I don't want it to be that long ago because I covered that series. That was my last year, <laughs> my last year covering the Lakers. Um, we have to reach back 17 years to find that. Now, the, the Mavericks in 2011 are kind of a version of that, too. Um, they, you know, they had Dirk, who's a Hall of Famer, but, you know, he was surrounded by guys, even though Kid's a Hall of Famer, Kid was, like, you know, nearing the end of his career. It was Dirk and a bunch of guys. Um, the Pistons were just this great collection of guys who, you know, let's face it, they hadn't gotten their due up until then, so they were underestimated. But, you know, there's some s- substantial talent on that team, but not the kind of talent that we usually think of, the Michael Jordan, Scotty Pippen level, the Shaq and Kobe level, the Durant and Steph Curry level, the LeBron and, and AD level. There aren't that many examples of, of, of the 2004 Pistons, and that's why we always cite them. And so I'm always hopeful and always looking for teams to find this alternate formula. Because as I said earlier in the call, there are only a handful of guys, the LeBrons, KDs, Steph Currys, Hardens, whoever, who can be elite at that level and almost single-handedly carry a team. Everybody else is having to figure out, well, if I can get two all-stars who are at the next tier, or if I can just get an incredibly deep roster. Like, I don't know what that formula is, but everybody, you know, 25 teams in any given season, 2025, are trying to find it because they're saying, well, I, I don't have LeBron, and I can't get him. I don't have Kawhi. I don't have KD. I can't get them. What's my alternative? How, how do I build the antidote? to to these all-timers and so um okay so here's a starting point for the jazz we, we don't have lebron and we don't have Kawhi, and we don't have ad and we don't have paul george and those are the two teams we got to go through i think the next step is then well um can we assemble the guys we'll have the offensive firepower to at least try to match that and then do we have the defenders to make it at least more difficult for Kawhi or paul george or lebron or anthony davis and that's where it gets tougher because Utah's a really good team that against, you know, 90% of the league has a chance in a best-of-seven series. But do they have a chance against LeBron and AD? I, do they have a chance against Kawhi and Paul George? I don't know if they have the right uh, defenders, uh, the right personnel to, to, to throttle those guys. And nobody, you know, basically nobody does. But the, the, the key is if you can just make – LeBron more inefficient. If you can make Kawhi or Paul George more inefficient, if you can, you know, like obviously the Nuggets did it to the Clippers last year, then you've got a shot. Um, so, and we see this over the years, right? Like teams will start, we'll try to actually load up on like, well, can we find a bunch of bodies, different bodies that we can throw at LeBron? Can we find a bunch of different bodies back in the day to throw at Shaq and, and beat him up? That's sometimes the strategy. Um, I don't know that the Jazz have that to deal with the, the Lakers and Clippers stars. And that's, that's the difficulty. But again, that's not just their burden to bear. That's everybody's. Howard, uh, you're always a highlight of our week. Thank you very much for dropping by, and we'll catch you next week. Appreciate it, fellas. Talk to you then. Thank you, Howard. Our friend Howard Beck, uh, from senior NBA writer for Sports Illustrated. And we didn't get an opportunity to ask him kind of around the rest of the league, Gordon, but that, I think that's because the Jazz are kind of the story of the NBA right now in a variety of ways. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, he is well-reasoned, isn't he, though, by the way? Um, yeah, the, the Jazz are playing really well. And we'll see what happens as they face, continue to face teams that aren't uh, – aren't, uh, you know, middle-tier teams or lesser teams. We saw what they did against the Clippers. We saw what they did against the Bucks. So we'll see if they can continue this. Well, they, they have the Warriors next, 
And then they have the Knicks, I believe, don't they? Yep. Uh, so we'll see where they go from, from there. But right now, they are playing basketball the way Quinn Snyder is drawing it up. And that if they do that, they're going to have a really good year. And I could see them finishing third in the West, and I don't think that's anything to apologize for. Now, can they beat the Lakers? Uh, I agree with Howard. I think that's, that's, a, that's a tough thing to do. Uh, is it impossible? I've been shocked before. Uh, are they uh, are they uh, the equal of the Clippers? Um, potentially. Well, if they're not, then what the heck are we doing? We're straightening deck chairs on the Titanic here. You know, I think that that that's the important part of what this season is about for the Jazz to see if they can grow into those shoes, to see if they can do that, and that's why it's so stupid. Right now, to say uh, Donovan Mitchell or Rudy Gobert isn't good enough, they aren't. Their stardom isn't uh, good enough to be able to compete with these other. If that's the case, and you can make that statement right now, then what the hell's the season for? Meantime, we've seen progression from the Jazz. We saw what happened with Mike Conley, for instance, last year, and how he has improved and fit in better this year, and how the team has benefited from that. We've seen that Donovan Mitchell has the potential to be a, a, a real, a, 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 an authentic star. We've seen the effect that Rudy Gobert can have. We've seen the effect that Jordan Clarkson can have on a game to help boost, boost that bench. I mean, I don't know how far they can go, but I'm not going to sit here and go, ah, well, here it is. Here we are in January, and the Jazz uh, just aren't good enough. Oh, well, okay, that's it. That's, I think it's just a dumb way to look at it. More big shows straight ahead, 97.5 and 1280 of the zone.